Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Lord, he was master, he's owner. And we went in Genesis, the 15th chapter, verse 2, and I'm reading out the expanded Bible, and it says, But Abram said, Lord God, that mean Adonai, Yahweh. And then it goes on to say, Master, I have no son. He said, So my slave, El, El, pronounced it, Eleazar, pronounce it Eleazar. I was trying to listen to it today um, to make sure I had the right pronunciation, and it did say Eleazar on the thing today. So everybody might have a different pronunciation, but anyway, he's his slave from Damascus. He said, we'll get everything I own after I die. This is what he said. He said the reason why is because he's child. He don't have a child. But the point I want you to see in this verse is he called him Lord. And that's a capital L. The rest of the letters are lowercase. So that means Adonai. Abraham knew him as his Lord. And God want us to know him as our Lord. Meaning that he owns us. And when we know that God own us and we know that he has lordship over our lives, when we know that he is our master, that means that we don't go out and just do things on our own. We're trusting him. We're coming to him. We're asking him, Lord Adonai, what would you have me to do about this? And then we don't just um, go out and present ourselves any kind of way because we're representing him. We want to make sure we're doing things according to him and not according to us. And sometimes we think that we're our owners, but God is the one that owns us. So we just can't take our hands and put them anywhere. We can't look at anything that we shouldn't be looking at. We can't go places that we shouldn't go because he's our owner. He's our master. And we want to make sure we're in alignment with him. In Exodus 4.10, this is um, Moses. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, Moses recognized him as Lord. He recognized him as Lord, master, owner. Oh, my Lord, I'm not eloquent. Neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. So he recognized him as Lord. He began to talk with him. He began to say, you, my Lord, you're my owner. So there is Abram and here is Moses. Both of them are recognizing him as Lord, master and owner. We have to do this as the body of believers. When we recognize him as being our owner, as our master, then it won't be so hard 
when we going out and trying to do things on our own because we're checking in with Adonai. Psalms 8.1 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. This is in the Psalms, O Lord, our Lord, I believe this is David, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Even he recognized him as Lord, Master, and Owner. When we get to that place of knowing that he is Adonai, that he's Lord, that he's master, that he is owner, we won't be doing in and everything outside of his will. Because we're representing him. Our body belongs to him. Our bodies does not belong to us once we accept him as our Lord, as our Savior, as our owner. So we just don't do what we used to do. We don't go where we used to go. We don't touch what we shouldn't touch. We don't look at things that we shouldn't look at. We're not um, allowing us to hear what we shouldn't be hearing. So that's Adonai. That's Lord, Master, and Owner. I gave you Genesis eighteen twelve because in the Word of God, it's also letting us know that some people were addressed as a master. When we look at Sarah, therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? So she looked at Abraham as being her Lord, as being her master, meaning that he was headship in that house. So that's how she saw him. But she knew that he was not above God. So in the word of God, when you see Lord in all lowercase, L-O-R-D in all lowercase, that's talking about a husband Or it's talking about, let me give you another one. 1 Samuel 24, 8. This is dealing with um, David. When David had the chance to kill Saul because Saul was coming after him. And David would not kill Saul because he was honoring the position that Saul was in. It said, David also arose afterwards, went out of the cave and called out to Saul saying, my Lord, the king. David recognized him as being his master. He recognized him for being a king. And he said, and when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down. Now we know in the word it said that we don't bow before any man. But this type of bowing was recognizing him for his position as being his Lord, as being over him. Just like we have jobs, which we have somebody that's over us, that's in high authority over us. We want to reverence them and respect them and let them know we respect you for who you are. And that's what David was doing with um, Saul. And this is what Sarah was doing with her husband, Abraham. She was saying, he's my Lord. He's my master. So she was recognizing him as her husband. So that's Adonai. So tonight, um, who want to go first with the assignment that you were assigned to do? We're supposed to start all the way back from the beginning um, of this discipleship um, teaching. And we were in at El El Yon. Start from the beginning of the discipleship uh, teaching to El El Yon. And what I want you to do is present that um, in your own words. If you have your notes, that's fine. But I want... Everybody in here that's taking this discipleship class to be able to flow 
when it comes to ministering what you have learned. Amen. So who want to go first? In a discipleship teaching, the first will start up with discipleship. What discipleship is? Disciple is a learner, follows Jesus Christ. And they be talked about um, who God is. And God is um, self-existence. There was no one here before him. Um, you can find that in Psalms 90 verse 2. And they be talked about um, defending your faith, which is in uh, uh, defending First Peter 3. 15 about how you need to know the word of God to, to, to explain you know, what you believe in and then we talked about um, how to answer food um, in Proverbs 26 4 and 5 it said you don't answer food according to what he wanted to hear you answer food according to the word of God and then we talked about the, the, uh, the names of God which is uh, Elohim which is um, creator and creator you can find that in um, Genesis one twenty nine. Um, God gave us every barren seed and every plant upon the face of the earth, and then we talk about El El Yon, which is the Most High God. And you can find that in Genesis fourteen eighteen when Abraham recognized who God was; He was the Most High. Okay. Okay, <clears throat> when we talked about um, <clears throat> being learners, a disciples, a learner of Christ, and <clears throat> the people that were following Jesus, he told them, you know, go out into all the world and make disciples, you know. Um, <clears throat> and it's basically you're sharing the good news of him and what he's done for us, the gospel. The gospel is the good news <clears throat> that... Um, that sin has been done away with because of what Jesus did. Um, and we, um, for us to get to heaven, it's not the sin that's stopping us. It's accepting the gift that he's provided, which is his payment for the sin. And um, let's see what else comes to mind. Um, so being the disciples, and then we know that um, we have to know that, the, that God is. Um, and he said that, you know, to... Um, you must, to come to him, you must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so we know that God exists and the word of God tells us he exists. And the names of God, each name has a different attri attribute of God. And so when we um, are talking to other people and um, we, we don't debate the word with them, but we answer them according to the word because the word is truth. And um, the word says, I'll give you um, the word that your enemies can't reply. And it really does work. And you, but you do it in love. You do it all in love. You don't come back at them, you know, with attitude. You just speak the word. And the word is truth. And the angels go out and accomplish what the word has been sent to do. And so then we know that um, <clears throat> the names of God, um, we started with, um, we know the Elohim. Um, he's the most high God. It says in the beginning that God, you know, God is, Go there was no one Elohim. else. Go um, back to Elohim. Oh, El I'm jumping. I'm sorry. I'm mm -hmm. jumping. So we know in the beginning, we're learning that we learn that God is El Elyon and he's Elohim. 
He is the most high God. He's the only God. There's none higher than him. He's self-existing. Nobody created anything before him. There's nothing above, nothing and no one above him. And that he created us in his image. Okay. I think Erica was next and then we'll get the phone. We learned that um, discipleship is learners of Christ, and we had to tell how we know that God exists. And we did, we came up and said how God exists and how I know God exists. I knew it before we, she taught us, but in my job, um, I know he exists because every day we have to go to school and we have to deal with different attitudes. And last week, um, one of my students, she was crying, and I said, What's wrong? She said, well, my boyfriend's not here, and I'm just having a bad day. And I'm like, baby, it's okay. Just If you're having a bad day, just write it down in a journal. And if you don't want nobody to read it, just tear it up. She said, well, thank you. And that's how I know God exists, because sometimes I don't think they're really listening to what I'm saying. And we know, we learn that whenever we answer people, when they ask us about God, we have to answer them with the scripture even if we don't know the scripture, we need to answer them and tell them we will come back with the scriptures. We also learned about Elohim, which is the creator, and El Elyon, he's the most high. Okay. You got him on the phone now? Okay. All right. Good to go? Yes. Okay. So um, basically what I learned, uh, what I'm learning in the discipleship class is uh, first thing going back to the beginning, who is God, which God is existing, no one created him, he always existed. And also whenever we're uh, trying to disciple people or witnessing to them, we have to back up everything that we say um, the word says with the word, not with our emotions or feelings or what we think, but with the word. And then also we were learning about how do we know that God exists. In Romans one nineteen, it says, for that which is known about God is evident to them, which made it plain in their inner consciences because God showed it to him. And so it's like, deep, you know, in our hearts and everybody's heart, we know it's a God. They know it's a God because it's in the word. And, you know, that was another thing. One of the things also is the first couple of teachings um, that Apostle did are literally the foundation uh, to build on everything else, to build, you know, out of the discipleship and to prove who God is to people that are unbelievers and also even to believers that may have gotten pulled into another religion and is looking for the truth and a way back, but wants to know the correct foundational truth. And, you know, starting with, you know, who God is and, you know, the word and knowing the word, we can present them with the truth. And we, you know, she talked about uh, the creator, which is Elohim. And um, the one of the scriptures is, um, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So it, when I look at that scripture, it's like, okay, in the beginning, at the very beginning, it was God. It didn't say it was anyone else. It was just him. 
And so that backs up what she, what um, she said about God is self-existing and no one else created him because the Bible backs that up when it says in the beginning, it was him. And then also, <clears throat> according to the word, we want to be able to give a defense of the word based on what we know to be true according to the word. When you look at um, one of the scriptures that Apostle uses, First Peter 3.15, it says, but sanctify the Lord in your hearts and be ready to always give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is within you with meekness and fear. And so that's telling us, and this is what we're learning, to be ready. We always have to be ready to give an answer because we don't want to be standing there like with our mouth hanging open and, you know, not giving an answer. And I think my my time is almost up, but just one other thing. We're also learning about the names of God, what those names mean, and what the attributes are. Um, one of the things that Apostle said that stuck out uh, to me really big time was um, how, you know, answering a person when they speak foolishly. You know, um, the scripture that she uses, Proverbs uh, 26, 4 and 5. And it says, don't answer fools when they speak foolishly or you'll be just like them. Answer fool, you know. If you don't answer fools when they speak foolishly or they'll think they're really wise, I've been guilty of that. I just let, sometimes you don't want to get into a confrontation or things like that and you just let them talk, you know. But according to the word, if we don't bring that correction with the word, people will think they're wise and then they'll maybe, you know, end up in a not so great situation for eternity. So that's basically all I have to say. Amen. Okay, what I got out of the discipleship class, who is God? He's the self-existent one. No one created him. And how I know him personally for myself is when I get into the word and spend time in his word, I'm getting to know the attributes of God. I'm learning his character and defending the faith. Uh, First Peter uh, 3.15 tells us, I always have an answer to those who have a question concerning your faith. And we should answer them with a meekness and in fear. And that word fear means that word fear means reverence in him. And Second uh, Timothy two twenty three say we shouldn't argue and quarrel with one another because it brings on fights. We fight and argue. We shouldn't do that. And we should answer people with with uh, again with meekness and with kindness. And uh, Elohim. God is God, all creation of all creation. And, and El Elyon, he's the most high God. No one is above God. And we recognize that by Daniel 4, chapter 4, with Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. Being a disciple. Disciple um, is a learner and follower of Jesus Christ. And as disciples, um, we must know without a doubt that God exists um, for ourselves. That way we can go out and spread the good news um, and minister to unbelievers. According to 11.6, it said, But without faith it is impossible to please God, for whoever comes to God must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. 
um, we have to know who God is, and we know that God is self-existent. Um, he has no creator, and he's the only true and living God. Um, who God isn't, um, God is not man, so he doesn't um, lie. According to Numbers twenty-three nineteen, it says God is not man, that he should lie, not a human being, that he should change his mind. Um, he doesn't speak. Doesn't he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? So, if God promises us something, we must know that it is ours because He does not lie. Um, we have to trust Him wholeheartedly. Um, how we know God exists? Um, we know God exists because the heavens declares it, according to Psalms nineteen and one. It said, "The heavens declare the glory of the Lord." And his and the expanse proclaims the works of his hands. Um, and ministering to unbeliever, unbeliever is a person who rejects Christ or doesn't believe in Him as His personal Savior. Um, when God created man, He created us with the knowing inside of us. Um, he gave us a conscience, so we know that unbelievers are aware that God exists. Um, and it says it in Romans one eighteen through twenty. Uh, some will question our faith. We have to make sure that we are in the word. We know what the word of God is saying so that we'll always be ready to give an answer or defend our faith when it is questioned. According to 1 Peter 3, um, 14 through 16, um, we should answer and bring correction with meekness, love, and the fear of God. Um, we also have the Holy Spirit help us if we need assistance with that. Um, how to answer a fool. A fool is a senseless and stupid person. The fool says in, in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. Their deeds are vile. There is no one who does good, according to Psalms 14 and 1. But we know in Proverbs 26, 4 and 5, the word says, do not answer a fool according to his folly. Or you're or you yourself would be just like him, answer a fool according to his folly, or he would be wise in his own eyes. As a disciple, again, we must correct him in love and according to the word of God. Uh, knowing the names of God, knowing the names of God um, does not only give us comfort, but it also gives us insight into the many facets of who he is. Um, it helps us to know him personally. And I, um, I think of, like, knowing someone by their nickname, like, my nickname is Pookie, and I feel like a person knows me personally if they call me Pookie. They know enough about me to be able to call me that comfortably. And I think um, that's the same thing we should do with God. We should get to know him personally so that we're able to call him by his name, all of his names. Um, we know him as Elohim, which is the creator, um, according to John 1. Through him, all things were made. Without, without him, nothing was made that has been made. Uh, we also know him as El Elyon, the most high God above all gods, according to Deuteronomy 32, 39. See, now that I myself am he, there is no God besides me. I put to death and I bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal, and no one can deliver out of my hands. Amen.
what I learned in um, discipleship class is that um, I have to know who God is, and God is self-existent. Nobody created him. In Psalms 92, it says, even before the mountains, he was. And in in, um, Isaiah 44, 6, it says that um, he's the beginning and the end, and there is no other God. And um, defending our faith is... Is that when we answer somebody, we have to answer them in reverence, honoring God with our answer. And when it, a fool wants to argue, Second Timothy two twenty three through twenty six says, in another version I got that don't even argue, don't even engage in stupid and foolish arguments with them. Just go ahead. If you can't answer them, you tell them that you'll come back with an answer. And um, knowing that God exists, as I was going through um, the Internet one day, it's a tree that's in um, Africa. It's a tree, it's an old saying that they say that um, God got mad with the tree and uh, he uprooted it. And he turned it upside down. And looking at that tree, it don't have any limbs like the trees over here. It's a tree where it looked like just the root system up top. And um, the flesh of that tree is for the elephants when they need water and stuff. It's a beautiful tree if you just look at it. And there over like 300 years, that tree has been there. And so God exists through um, his creation, his nature, through us. He created us, and he's the God of all flesh. So that's how he exists. And the name of God, Elohim, is God, self-existing. He's the God of creator of heaven and earth. And El Elion is the most high God. There is no other God but him. Amen. Um, On January 24th, we started discipleship class. And um, from January 24th up to now, we discussed five major topics. Those topics were discipleship. Who is God? How do we know that God exists? Defending your faith and names of God. So I learned that discipleship goes beyond just being saved. It goes beyond just confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart that God rose Jesus from the dead. But it's about being a follower of Christ and being a hearer, a believer, a doer, and a teacher of his word. James 1.22, um, as I was studying this, I came across James 1.22-25, and it says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetting what what manner of man he was. You forget who you are, or, um, or you straight up just don't know who you are in Christ. That's what I got out of that scripture. 
So pastor told us that's why it's important to know the who, the what, the when, the where, and the why behind scriptures, what you believe and why you believe them. Um, the scripture references that she gave was Matthew 12, 34 through 40. Of course, we know that that's the scripture telling us that out of the abundance of our heart is what the mouth speaks. So it's important to learn out, you know, that's why it's important to learn the word, read the word, meditate on the word. Because the more of God's word that you get in your heart, the better that your words will be. Um, our words reveal our heart, so we need to speak words that minister and provide wise instruction to each other. Another scripture re- reference was Second Corinthians 10 and 12. Um, for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who can commend themselves, but they measuring themselves and comparing themselves are not wise. So with this scripture, I learned that we should draw close to God and not ourselves. We shouldn't compare ourselves to anyone, and nobody should compare we shouldn't compare ourselves to anyone, and we should not compare anybody else to ourselves because that's the wrong measure. It's not how he wants us to measure um, our faith, but it's according to our hearts. Um, we also talked about who is God. We learned that God is self, self-existent with no creator at all. And the scripture references that she gave was Genesis 1 and 1. It talked about the beginning of, um, in his creations and how the earth was formed. Another scripture reference. Reference was Psalms 92, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God, he was there. So before the mountains were created, of course, before the earth was created, the Holy God Spirit was there, hovering over those dark waters, and the earth was not formed yet. Another scripture reference was Isaiah 44, 6, Exodus 3 and, 4, well, Exodus 3 and 14, um, I really, really enjoy Isaiah 46 and Exodus 3:14 because 44 and 6 says, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. So um, every time I hear I am and think of that scripture, it just lets me know that. And I think about when he sent Moses um, to deliver the children from Egypt. He and Moses was like, well, what am, who am I going to tell them sent me? Like, what am I going to tell them? Who am I? And he was like, you tell them that I am that I am. And um, God, he relies on nothing or nobody for his life existence. And I am is an affirmation. Um, it's, the become, it's the becoming. He becomes whatever we need him to be. He's the bread of life. He's the creator. He's anything that we need him to be. So that's um, what I have for who is God. Um, so another reason why it's important to get God's word in our heart, guard it, watch over it. Because this is how we know that he is real. The more time we spend with God, the more he shows himself to us. Um, Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Another scripture reference was Numbers 23.19. God is not man that he shall lie, nor is he the son of man that he shall repent. Have you not said it and did it? Have you not spoken and or have you ever not spoken it and didn't make it good? All right. So another topic we discussed was how do we know that God exists? Um, many of us came up and gave personal testimonies about God's creations, his healing power, his deliverance from ungodly or tough situations. We testified about different circumstances that he bought us out of. 
We also talked about the power of God's word and how his word alone gives us strength through those situations. Um, we know that God exists because the Holy Spirit endures in us, and we don't have an, ex an excuse um, about knowing what's right and what's wrong. Um, another thing that I learned is that we don't have to pray and ask God to create in us a clean heart like David did because he prayed that before Jesus' ex existence, but because he's here, the Holy Spirit indwells in us. Um, uh, scripture references was Romans 1, 18 through 20, uh, Romans 2 through 14. Oh, I have a lot of them, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll wrap it up. I want to say, Tiffany, your answers is right there before you, baby. Because as you was ministering, God was ministering to you. Yes, ma'am. The more you spoke those words, God is not man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not said it? Shall he not do it? Has he not spoken it? Shall he not make it good? He is Elohim. He is the creator. He created you. You didn't create yourself. Everything you need, if you continually go over what you typed up, it's going to bring more life to you. It's going to bring more joy to you. And you're going to begin to praise him, knowing that God has already done what he said. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma right before you. Jesus. Um, so I guess I will wrap this up. Uh, so... Romans 2.14, these are the scripture references that I have. Second Samuel 24 and 10. Um, I like these examples when we were talking, reading in Second and First Samuel. It was talking about how David's heart um, smote him after he had numbered the people. Numbered the people and David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly in that I have done. And First Samuel, etc. Um, First Samuel 24.5, David's heart smote him because he cut Saul's skirt off. Um, this just, again, shows that, well, it just made me feel like how God, you know, even whether we believe or not, like, the Holy Spirit endures in us. He let us know that um, he exists. Um, another topic we talked about was defending your faith. So that's why it's also important to know the who, the why we believe what we believe and having the courage to teach others about why you believe those things. Because no matter, no matter their point of view, just like Jesus did, we will run into people who doesn't believe. And it's not our job to convince them. It's our job to teach them. So share God's word, and that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. If and when it's wise to do so. When you do it, be a wise teacher, sharing God's word in a calm, self-controlled, and mature manner. Keep the peace. Um, we learn way back that a soft word turns away wrath. But a harsh, harsh word stirs up anger. That's in Proverbs 15:1. Um, as I was studying our scriptures, uh, when we got this information, uh, we got a scripture reference, Jude 1 and 10. Yet these people slander whatever they do not understand, and the very thing they do understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. Um, basically, this right here taught me that when people don't understand something, you know, they'll knock it. And, you know, um, there's a scripture in the Bible, Hosea, my people, 4 and 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So whenever we do run across people who refuse God's words, you know, like um, we learn, just give God's words. Don't argue, be a strategic um, teacher, um, but just give God's word. You just plant that seed and keep it moving. I um, mean, 
let God do the work after that. Um, we know don't answer food according to his folly. Let me see. Um, and lastly, we talked about the names of God. Um, we learned that Elohim was God creator. And he created something out. He, was create, he created something out of nothing. Um, God is our creator. El Elyon is the most high God. And Adonai is the Lord master. So I think I'm going to start right there. Amen. But these are things that I learned and have been studying from Amen. the discipleship class. Amen. I'm going to ask, um, I know we got some more that's going to come forth, but I think I'm going to wait on you to Tuesday, next Tuesday. But I'm going to ask Brother Richard if he want to come up and talk about what he has gotten out of what he has heard so far. Can you get the mic for me so they can hear you online? I, what I got out of this is that pastor is is a a, a word teacher, and uh, and she don't change it. She's straight up with it, and that's good. And what she taught us was that um, Elohim. was the beginning and the creator and he created everything and L.L. Young I just say an awesome man an awesome God an awesome spirit he's L.L. Young and speaking wise to people is not saying not having an argument with someone who is trying to get you stirred up. So don't say nothing ignorant to them, but stick to the word of God and stay with the word of God and you can't go wrong. Um, where else were we? Hello, young. Hello, young. teaching, psalms. Um, everything she taught us was how to be a good and faithful Christian. How to walk this walk and walk this walk um, as the word and not differently from the word. And if we stick to the word, we'll be able to walk this walk faithfully in Jesus' name. Amen. And not read the word and walk out the church and walk a different path. But as long as we stick to the word that she's teaching us, we'll be able to stay on that path of Jesus, regardless of what anyone else say, because they're going to try to talk you down and they're going to try to change your mind. Stay on the word that you're learning and don't allow no one to ruffle your feathers and make you Go back to what you used to do, but stay with it. And if we, and if we do that, 
will stay faithful to Christ, faithful to the pastor, and faithful to the house of God. Amen. And so I, I got out of it that everything she's teaching here is teaching us to walk in Christ. And if we take that and put it inside of us, a day won't go by that we don't express it out of our soul. Amen. God bless. Amen. I want to say this, and um, we'll continue next week. I want everybody to understand that what God is doing in us and for us in Clem Training School he want everybody to start out right, meaning that sometimes we can get taught wrong. And I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody else, but I want to go by what the word says. If I don't understand what the word is saying to me personally, I can't just give it to you and just read it and say, learn this. Because I have to know for myself, I have to spend that time with God and get illumination and revelation from him to bring you what he want to be brought. And one thing I don't like is where people come together in a Bible study and have group discussions. I think people need to be taught first. And as they're taught. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you. And we will see you next week.